0: This is the power of a great story. It brings encouragement. It sparks laughter and joy. A great story makes you think and taps into your deepest emotions. A great story can make you cry. It has the power to heal, and it brings comfort and peace. A great story is about every one of us. It shows us the dark and also the light. A great story reveals the truth truth will change your life he who has ears to hear let him hear hey cornerstone thank you man it is good to be back i i cannot tell you how thrilled i am to be back But also just how proud I am to have someone like Scott Rogers who can come in and just share the Word of God with us when I'm not here. So proud of him and doing that. And then, guys, I just want to tell you, your staff is amazing. And for me to be able to have the confidence to go and come back, yeah. Very, very, very cool. Hey, we're in a series called Storyteller, and what this is about is that Jesus very often took the passages of Scripture that were the most confusing, the ones we looked at and said, what in the world was God thinking and I don't quite understand it, and He turned around and put it into story form because there's power in story and sometimes some of the most complicated truths actually become simple in the context of a story. And so He did this through things called parables and we've been unpacking that for the last few weeks. Today we're gonna talk about faith a little bit. And here's what you need to know, that uh, even if you are on the front side of figuring out Jesus, and maybe you've never made that decision, I guarantee you, you still deal with faith. You gotta decide, do I have faith in that leader? Do I have faith in my mechanic? And so I guarantee you this is something that all of us deal with, but especially once you come to that, that deciding point where you say, am I gonna put faith in Jesus Christ? And then am I gonna have enough faith to follow him afterwards? Faith becomes a huge component of this walk with God. Faith can also be highly frustrating. Have you noticed that? I don't know about you, but there are moments in my life in which I just go, God, wait, 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 wait. Man, I have prayed about that like crazy. I I have put my full confidence, full faith in you, and I'm just not getting anything back. I've had people uh, who were struggling uh, with health situations. In which I just said, God, look, there's just, there's no way. They're too young to die. I, it, surely you ought to heal. And God, look, look, I don't care. I don't care if you use the doctors to heal. I don't care if you decide to do this miraculous. I don't care. Just give them back their health. And I had moments when God didn't answer that prayer. Uh, Some of us in this room, you've been looking for a job and you've been saying, hey, God, look, it's not like I want something selfish. I'm just trying to take care of my family. I'm just trying to do the minimum it takes to put food on the table for us. So look like, God, could you just please, please, please provide a job? And your prayer has gone unanswered. No matter how hard you prayed, no matter how deeply you believed. Um, Some of us, Some of us in this room, uh, you've been praying for a boyfriend. Uh, And based on what God has brought in the back door, he is not answering your prayer. Just saying. And you and I get to these moments in which we go, God, I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I mean, I'm just, I've put so much trust in you. I've prayed so hard. And nothing seems to be happening. My faith doesn't seem to be making any difference. And then, if that weren't enough, in that moment, you and I run into some well-meaning Christian who says to us, well, you know why your prayers aren't being answered? Because you don't have enough faith. So you must have some little nugget of doubt or some little corner of reservation in your life, and you're you're not fully trusting God, and that's why God is not answering your prayers. And then you go, well, see, that's the problem, because… I've already been praying as hard as I know how to pray. I've been trusting as hard as I know how to trust. And nothing's been happening. And you're telling me now that I need more faith? And Jesus is going to step into this conversation that I think Christians are confused about all over the place. And He's going to tell us it's not what we thought. He's going to bring all sorts of insight. And guys, He's going to surprise you and I today about this topic of faith. So grab your Bibles real quick and go with me to the book of Matthew. If you're not real familiar, if you go to the back of your Bible, work to the left, you're gonna find this book of Matthew. It's actually the first book of what we call the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew chapter 17. And technically, I just wanna say it out loud, technically this isn't a, a parable. Uh, it has an amazing analogy in it that is parable-like Uh, But it isn't, it isn't actually a parable. It's just an amazing, amazing teaching of Jesus Christ on this topic of faith. And here's where Jesus is going to land us today. He's, he's simply going to say this, faith, faith is never a measurement about how much you believe or the amount of your belief. Faith is always a measurement of what you chose to to believe in let me say that a different way if you and i are going to have big faith in our lives it's not about never doubting it's not about being able to say look i have just absolute unabashed confidence and there is not one ounce of fear or trepidation in my heart because i have total faith big faith is never a measurement of your confidence big faith is a measure of where you put your confidence Okay, all, right, all right, let's unpack it and see if we can get there together. Grab your Bibles. It's Matthew uh, chapter 17. Here's uh, the moment. Matthew chapter 17, starting in verse 14. <clears throat> when they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, <clears throat> have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire and into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. Now, watch Jesus' response. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus said, how long, how how long are we going to keep processing? How long are we going to wait till we figure this out? How long are we going to keep doing this? Shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. And then Jesus rebuked the demon that was in the boy, and it came out of the boy, and he was healed from that very moment. Then his disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive him out? So you get the disciples are slightly embarrassed. They're not going to ask in front of everybody else, but they finally get Jesus in a moment of quiet and say, look, what happened there? How come we were unable to drive out the demon that you were able to so quickly? And then watch the reply that Jesus gives. Because, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move from here to there. Think about it. You can say to a mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I know some of you are going, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. wait. It sounds like Jesus is saying just the opposite of what you just said, Lynn. I mean, it sounds like Jesus is saying the reason the disciples couldn't pull this off, couldn't uh, cast out the demons is because they didn't have enough faith. Their faith wasn't big enough and they must have had some sort of doubt in their heart and and therefore, they're not able to do it. And to be honest with you, this passage is actually deeply discouraging because here's the deal, Jesus then turns around and says, if you just even had a mustard seed of faith, you could have moved a mountain. And I don't know about you, Lynn, but I haven't moved any mountains recently, which means my faith must be really stinky. And Jesus is going to surprise us because we've thought about this completely off track, and He's going to change our minds about faith. Now, here's the deal, and I'll say it again. What Jesus is going to help us walk through and discover and understand today is that faith is never a measure of your confidence. I don't care how strongly you believe it. I don't care that you say, hey, Lynn, I have absolutely no doubt. That is never the measure. That's not what constitutes big faith. Matter of fact, if you go down that track, if you begin to walk down that idea, you actually get so far off biblically that you cause yourself tons and tons and tons of problems. And here's why this is important, because there's actually Christians, there's actually a common teaching within the Christian faith right now that says, if you believe God for something, then God is obligated to give you that thing. It's called prosperity gospel. And it basically kind of comes from this direction that says, hey, if you go back to Adam and Eve, uh, when Adam and Eve are in the garden, they're completely healthy. So apparently God wants you to be healthy. And when Adam and Eve are in the garden, they have everything they need So apparently God wants you to be wealthy and our sickness and our being in want are all results of the fall. So if you were to have enough faith, if you were to pray to God, then he would make sure that every Christian was healthy and wealthy. Is that true? Is that true that if I had enough faith that God would make sure that as a Christian I never get sick, that I always had more than enough money Is it possible that by having enough faith and not doubting, that I can actually cause God to do what I need Him or want Him to do on my behalf? And if that's true, then, then what happens to the plans of God? So, you know, maybe God was saying, hey, I want to call you into ministry. But I had absolute unwavering faith that I should be a ballerina. Does God then go, wow. uh, I guess you kind of trumped me with your faith, and I guess I have to set aside my plans. And I guess, uh, ballerina, it is because you believed it without wavering. And if that's possible, think, I guess you got to put your thinking caps on with me for a moment. If it's possible that by you and I mustering up absolute confidence, unwavering faith in our hearts, that God is then obligated to do what we want him to do for us and to give up on whatever plans he had, you realize in that moment, you reduce God to being a genie, granting you your three wishes. And you just need to hear, faith is not about your level of confidence and your faith cannot obligate God to behave the way you want him to behave. I mean, guys, think about this for a second. What, what if you're a gal in the room and you go, hey, I, I just decided by faith God needs to give me a boyfriend in the next 60 days. I, I just decided. And I'm, I'm here and, I, and my faith is unwavering and I'm just, I'm just telling you, uh, it's been 35 days, so he's got another 25. What if, what if you're looking for a job and you say, hey, God, look, here's the deal. Uh, I, I'm not trying to be greedy or anything else. I'm just thinking six figures. Six figures would be okay. I, I, I'd be comfortable. And, and by faith, I'm just trusting you, six figures. What if you're sick? What if you're sick with cancer? And you just simply say to God, God, look, I'm just telling you, by faith, by faith, uh, you're required to heal me. What if the plan of God was actually to bring you a boyfriend in a year and a half? Because God looked right now and said, you know, the truth is you've got some growing to do. And if I brought him right now, he would not even recognize you as his potential mate. Isn't the plan of God better than your faith? What, what, what if, what if God looks at your finances and said, here's the deal, this is actually an area of weakness in your life, and if I was to actually give you greater finances, you would become so dependent, so enamored with your finances, you would fail to trust me. And you are so much stronger as a Christian, you are so much better in your Christian life if I leave you living a little bit hand-to-mouth because every single day you have to lean on me. Could your faith actually cause God to give you his second best? And what if God said, look, here's the deal. I know you've got cancer, I know. And in the midst of this, you're gonna be so faithful and so strong and people by the dozens are gonna watch you follow me in the darkest moment of your life and they're gonna turn to Jesus Christ. And actually your sickness is bringing out my glory. Could your and my faith actually trump the plan of God? And if it does, then you and I end up being the master, and he ends up being the genie granting wishes. Here's the other, here's the other thought, if, if you go down that path that says, hey, if I have 100% faith, if I have 100% confidence, then God is obligated, you realize that God ends up being a liar because there have been Christians all through the ages who have had tons of faith in God about what they were praying for from God and God did not give them what they trusted Him for. I'm 21 and Lisa and I had just gotten married and I was looking so hard for a youth ministry job and there was this church just down the road from where we were living It was really, really cool because I had actually, as a kid, gone to that church from the time I was about nine till the time I was about 15. It was a little evangelical free church. And and honestly, that church had a huge part in turning my life around for God. And so I, you know, it it just looked pretty obvious. I mean, what a great place now for me to go back, be a youth pastor. It had been a big deal in my life, and now I could go back and give something back to them. I knew some of the people who were still attending that church, and so I went to interview with the pastor, and it was an amazing interview. I mean, it was just so fun, and our, we were clicking relationally, and we got to the end of the interview, and the senior pastor looked at me, and he said, look, uh, it just so happens there's another guy who's been interviewing, and he's a little further in the interview process, but man, you've given me something to think about, so we're just going to pray about this, and then we're going to let you know. I walked out of that interview total confidence. I mean, I just said, man, this is so obviously the hand of God. And so, with absolute faith, I began to pray and said, God, God, please just do what is so obviously Your will. Cause that other guy to fail. Give me the job. Now, I have no idea what he was praying about me, but it didn't matter because I had all sorts of faith. Until I got the phone call. And guys, if it… If you and I walk down that road, this is, hey, if you have enough faith, if, if big faith is actually measured by confidence, then we've made God a liar over and over and over again. But it really comes out of a misunderstanding of faith because let me say it again, let me say it again, let me say it again. Big faith, faith is never measured by your confidence. It's measured by what you put your confidence in. Okay, so let me see if we can help. For you and I to understand what big faith is all about, you and I have got to get a handle on little faith. Because once we discover little faith, big faith is going to make a ton of sense. So go back to the passage with me. Because there is a little faith moment in the passage. Okay, here we go. Matthew chapter 17, starting in verse 19. Here's what it says, ready? Little faith moment, see if you can see it. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and they asked, why couldn't we drive it out? And Jesus replied, because you have so little faith. That was the problem. It was a little faith moment. Did you see it? I'm convinced there's power in words. That how we say and what we say reveals an awful lot about our hearts it's interesting a couple days ago i'm watching uh, one of those 2020 crime things and uh there's a young gal i think she was 15 who was abducted and so now the next day they're interviewing her boyfriend and so they go through this whole interview he gives all these reasonable answers as they were doing the interview as the investigating officer walks out of the interview he turns to one of the other officers and he says you know despite the fact that he didn't actually say anything, didn't, didn't misstep, he didn't, he did it. And the other guy says, how do you know? And he said, because every time he referred to his girlfriend, he referred to her in the past tense. He said, she was, she used to be. Four days before anybody knew she was dead, he's already referring to her as she's gone. See, there's power in what we say and how we say it. Back to the passage. Verse 19. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and said, Why couldn't, next word, we? Why couldn't we drive it out? You realize it's the wrong question. What they're really inferring, what they're really saying in that moment is, hey, how come? And and they would say, no, 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 we get it. We get that Jesus has given us power, and we get that Jesus has given us authority, but how come we couldn't do it? And what they're really revealing is that they are trusting in their own abilities, their own capacities, even though those are God-given capacities. They're saying, why couldn't we pull this off? If they had truly been depending on God, wouldn't they have asked the question this way? Hey, Jesus, man, we prayed. We prayed like crazy. We trusted like crazy. Why didn't you cast the demon out? And yet what they just revealed is they were trusting in themselves. And immediately Jesus says, because you had little faith, because your faith was really in the wrong thing, you were trusting yourselves. And that's little faith. Because, because, because the measure of faith is not how much you believe, it's what you're believing in. Let Let me see if I can help. Okay. I need, I need two volunteers. And uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you before you volunteer what you're getting into. That's a rare moment. I usually bushwhack you. But I'm going to tell you what you're getting into. All right. So, here's what I'm going to do. I've got a wood board across here, and I'm looking for someone who has absolute confidence, absolute faith, and says, look, Lynn, look, I can do it. I can walk from that side to that side there is no doubt in my mind. Truth is, I could do it blindfolded. I'm not gonna ask you to do it blindfolded. You go, look, I, it, this is a no-brainer. I can get this one done. So I need a volunteer who would say that. Okay, all right. Do you have pants on? I do. Okay, good, good. <laughs> we had a skirt earlier and it was, yeah. I'm just trying to keep everybody from struggling. Okay, all right, so come on up, come on up. Okay, so what's your name? Raquel. Raquel, okay, So so here's what we need to know about Raquel. In our old way of thinking about faith, you get that Raquel is a big faith Christian, right? Because Raquel, do that again. There you go, okay. It's because Raquel's going, look, look, look. I have absolute confidence. There's no doubt in my mind. I can go from here to there. I, I'm not struggling with faith. I am full of faith, okay? All right, I need a second volunteer. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a different volunteer. Here's what I need from this volunteer. I need somebody in the room who right now is going, hmm maybe not. You know, I, I'm just thinking whatever this is we're getting ready to do is probably not a good idea. <clears throat> but I'll tell you what, to be a good sport, I'll go along with it. Okay? So I need someone like that. Okay, right, right there? All right, come on. Do you have pants on? I do. All right, okay, It's a good moment. Whew, I'm just telling you, second second hour, yeah, we had a problem. All right, so there we go. Okay, good. Okay, Raquel. Yes. Okay, big faith Christian. What's your name? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Okay, and Elizabeth, Elizabeth is our little faith Christian, right? Because she's struggling. She's not sure this turns out really good. Okay, Raquel. Elizabeth. Raquel, Elizabeth, Raquel, all right, all right here's what i are gonna do. So, Elizabeth, here's what you are gonna do. I'm gonna have you go sit right there in the empty seat till it's your time. Right. Okay, okay, right, okay. Okay, Raquel, come on, come on. You're gonna come over here. You're gonna get on the box. You're gonna take the walk of fame and uh, go across. Do you want my hand to help you? Do you want to do it on your own? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. Okay, so it's all up to you. Okay. There you go. Whoa, nice! If I didn't know better, you'd think that somebody had rigged the board. Wow! Wow! Who expected that? Okay, 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 get the moment, get the moment, get the moment. It didn't matter how confident she was. It didn't matter how much faith she had. It didn't change the outcome because, because, because. She put her faith in something that was not dependable. And now we're getting closer. Because that's what Jesus would call, Jesus would say, look, 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 look. I don't care how much you believe. I care what you're believing in. And when you put your faith in the wrong things, things that can never satisfy, that can never fulfill you, Jesus would say, that's itty-bitty faith. Not because you didn't have confidence, because the thing you put confidence in didn't deserve your confidence. Does that make sense? Hey, thank you. Thank you for doing that. I'm thankful that you didn't fall and like sue the church or anything. There's like a free Coke in the back for you when this is done. It's like a bribe. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. You get, you you get that in our humanness, we struggle with little faith. See, we've got all sorts of things in our life that we put faith in, we put our trust in that don't deserve our faith. Hmm. Some of us in the room... Man, you've got got way more financial means than the rest of us. See, there's probably not a problem you can even think of. You go, "I, I could pretty much buy myself out of. My car breaks down. I get bored. I need a vacation. I can pretty much solve it with my bank account. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder, Jesus said, it's harder for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to figure out they need Jesus. Because a rich man's pretty sure they can solve all their problems without him. You get that that's little faith. That, That this is not worthy of putting your faith in. Some of us are on the other end of this thing. We're going, man, I just, I have, I don't have anything. Well, you don't get it. I'm struggling. I'm hand to mouth. Everything, And I'm just, I'm just saying, man, if God would just bring that and if he would provide, and if it wasn't so rough, but here's the reality. You're so focused on acquiring more money that the reality is that's what you're depending on to measure the quality of your life. you get that that's little faith. There there is nothing here worthy of your trust. Some of us are trusting relationships. (laughs) See, we're thinking, man, you know, if I could just find her, if I could just find him, then I'm just telling you, I have all the faith in the world that my life would be good. That is little faith. I've met that guy. He ain't worth your faith. No, I'm just… Some of you have a relationship. And in order to keep that relationship, you've compromised. Uh, You've gone places that you know do not honor the Lord Jesus Christ because you're pretty sure keeping that relationship is more important. And you get to Jesus would say, that's, that's little faith. Some of us are self-medicating. And look, 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 look. I'm not talking about doctor's prescriptions. I'm not talking about a glass of wine. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you begin to try to cover up and mask your pain by medicating it over, by abusing. And when you put your faith in something you can swallow, Jesus would say to you and me, that's little faith. some of us it's all about pleasure and so it all becomes about whatever we can acquire and whatever we can own or however we can dress and for some of us the pleasure is just whatever porn we can get to so whatever it is that just kind of for some brief moment satisfies the ache of our heart and Jesus would say guys that's little faith you're ready ready you're Putting your faith, you're putting your trust in something that can't possibly produce for you, which means it's far, far too little to have faith in. Okay, Elizabeth, come on. All right, Elizabeth is our, huh? You don't have to walk the same plank, no, no, I would never do that. Okay, so you gotta remember, man, Elizabeth is our little faith Christian, she's a little worried about being up here. But here's what I gotta tell you, okay, you don't have to walk the same plank, you get to walk a higher plank up on the 55-gallon drums. (laughs) And, come on, come on, come on, little faith, okay, and just to make this more interesting, Not only do you get to walk a higher plank on 55-gallon drums, (laughs) to go take off your glasses, because you're going to do this blindfolded. How cool is this? Aren't you really glad that you volunteered? Yes, I am glad that I volunteered. I am so thrilled. Okay, can you see anything? Okay, all right, good. All right, so stay right there. And what Jesus is going to say, hey, guys, 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 this has never been about your level of confidence. This has always been about what you put your confidence in. And as long as whatever you put your confidence in is dependable enough and worthy of your confidence, you're okay. All right. So Elizabeth, take my hand. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. We're, we're doing good. Just pretend that we're holding hands because we're singing a praise song right now. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. So you're shaking a little bit. <laughs> okay. No, I don't want to make this any harder. Oh, yeah, I'll explain. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So where you're standing, here, let's come this way just a little bit. There you go. Where you're standing right in front of you is a step. It's, it's a kind of a medium step. Okay. So go ahead and try that. There you go. Okay. And you're actually kind of on the left side of us. There you go. There you go. Okay. All right. So, come up the step. There you go. All right. So, one more medium step. There, there you go. All right. One more medium step and you'll be on top. Look at that. You're doing good. Okay. So, right in front of you, aren't you glad you volunteered? <laughs> you are so thankful right now. This is like your moment of glory, Elizabeth Little Faith. All right. So right in front of you is the beam. So go ahead and just gently step on the beam. Okay, you're afraid you're going to break the glasses. All right. All right, you're you're right on the beam. You're doing good. Okay? There we go. Now put your other foot just straight in front of that foot. No, a little more toward there you go. Right there's the middle of the beam. Okay, you're crying. Okay. All right. Straight there. All right. So put it a little bit right. There you go. Okay. There you go. Straight ahead. You're doing good. Ah! Oh, no. You're doing good. You're, you're doing good. Nothing but confidence. Okay? You're actually halfway. You're doing good. Just try another step. Right… A little bit to your right. Right. There, there you go. That's right in the middle of the beam. Keep on your… Right, right. Okay. A little bit to your left. There you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. Now, one more step. You're doing great. Oh, thank you. No, not there. Wait. No, no, that's good. that's good. All right. One more step. Okay. All right. So what did, That's good. That's actually the end of the beam. Okay. Oh, you're good. And then one baby step and you can come off. One baby step. There you go. Oh! Take the blindfold off! How amazing is that? You can get down. Very, very cool. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> right. how cool it wait, wait wait guys guys you need to remember this the right think about the moment scared out of her mind for Jesus but scared out of her mind her success had nothing to do with her confidence her success had everything to do with the dependability of what she put her faith in Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yes. You may have your glasses back. Oh, I think I sat on them. No, no, we're good. Thank you for doing that. That was very cool. Thank you. Okay. So don't miss the moment. I, I call it the mustard seed moment. So go back to the passage one last time. It's verse 20. Read again what Jesus tried to teach us about faith. He replied, because you have so little faith, guys, you were trusting yourselves more than you were trusting me. You put your faith in something that was too small for your faith. And guys, I'm just going to say to you that every single time you and I trust our own plans, it's little faith. Anytime you try to say, God, this is how my life ought to turn out, this is where we ought to go, this is how we ought to do it, you are exhibiting little faith. Jesus said to them, because you have so little faith, truly, truly, if you had faith as small, as minicule, just as tiny as a mustard seed, you could have said to a mountain, move from here to there. And it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Have you, any you guys ever seen a mustard seed? A couple of us? Okay. Mustard seed. I mean, it is literally one of the smallest seeds in the world. And Jesus, in teaching us about faith, is saying, guys, I can work with that. If you simply had that much faith. We could move mountains together. And you go, whoa, 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 Here's what he's saying. There's going to be a moment in your life when you're going to look at your plans and your aspirations and what, how you think God ought to behave and what you think he ought to do. And then you're going to turn in and go, wait, wait, Jesus, wait. You mean you don't want me dating right now? You, 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 mean, you mean it's okay for my finances to be tough right now? Crumb. And I don't, I, I'm not sure how much I like the plan. Isn't that exactly what Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane just before the cross? Doesn't he have a prayer that he says, God, look here's what I was just thinking. If we could do this any other way, I'm voting for plan B. But what are the next words out of his mouth? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Remember that? And Jesus is saying, you and I come to that moment over and over and over again in this topic of faith. And when you come to that moment, God is, Jesus is saying, all God needs is that much faith. A mustard seed of faith because you've got to put that mustard seed of faith on his side of the argument. It's got to now be that his side wins the day even if he only wins by a mustard seed. So that you then turn and say, I have enough faith. It doesn't mean I'm not fearful. It doesn't mean I'm not trembling. It doesn't mean that this isn't just scaring me out of my mind. But I have enough faith to go your way. A mustard seed of faith. You realize it's in those moments that the mouths of lions are shut. That men walk on water. That the lame walk, and the disciples of Christ are thrown in fires and they don't get burned. It's in those moments that God then brings the right person in the right time to be in a relationship with us. It's in those moments that God provides for us financially, and I don't know if it's that He provides for you more than you ever dreamed, or if He provides for you just enough, it doesn't matter And it's in those moments that God may choose to heal for His glory, or may choose for you to walk through the infirmity and the sickness for His glory. But it's in mustard seed moments that God moves our mountains. Let's pray. Here's what I want to do today. I'm just asking with everybody's head bowed and I just want you to take a moment and ask this question in your heart. Where have I been placing my faith? Do I have an issue in my life? Do I have a habit that I've been unwilling to surrender? Do I, do I have a relationship that I know is not healthy and it's not biblical, it's not what Jesus would ever want? Have I been so focused on money that the reality is, if I was going to be honest today, I have more faith in a piece of paper with green ink on it than I do in my God? Are you you facing a health issue? And, And you've been thinking the only way that God could ever show up is if He healed you. But what if He was going to take you through it and not out of it? What if this is your mustard seed moment? And I'm just gonna ask you to consider, what would it mean today to say, God, look, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm coming to this, I'm coming to this just as fearful as Elizabeth did. And my knees are knocking. But I choose to have a mustard seed, I choose to let you win this argument. And I choose in this moment to put enough faith in you to follow you because I know that when I put my faith in the creator of the universe, the all-knowing, omniscient, all-powerful God, that that is big faith. And I just wanna say, if you're here today and that's the decision that you know you're needing to make, I'm just gonna ask you to do this. I'm gonna ask you with nobody looking around I'm going to ask you to just slip your hand up and say, hey, right now is my mustard seed moment. Right now is when I'm going to trust God for something that God and I have been wrestling with and just put it up. No one's going to see but me and God. Man, all over this room, all over this room, people are putting saying, this this is my mustard seed moment. This is my moment to give God just enough faith to follow Him in faith. Which you need to hear me say, that means it's big faith. Because He's big. Let me pray for you that raised your hands. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for people sitting in this room today saying, man, this was for me. This is, this is about me having trusted something besides my God for my happiness and for my joy and for my contentment in life. This is me being a little freaked out about God's plans and not having the faith to let him win the argument. And today... Today, I give God my mustard seed. Today, I believe in him, even if it's just the tiniest of an amount, more than I believe in my plan. And I choose to have big old faith in him. God, would you bless them for it? Would would they see the fruits? Would they see the mountains move because of their big faith? And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.